Hey, how's it going? Hey, welcome to the Absolute Live interview. This is Greg M. And uh, tonight I've got a very special guest. It is none other than Melissa Harding. And Melissa Harding is not only an amazing vocalist, she has her own um, vocal workshops that she does. Um, she's also uh, formerly of the band, well, she was part of the touring band for 6AM. And of course, you know 6AM, uh, Nikki Six's uh, side project, which included DJ Ashba and of course, James Michael uh, handling lead vocals on that project. Um, so she, um, you know, I I've talked to Melissa in the past uh, via message on Instagram. And uh, <clears throat> I know how that came about for her. But I am going to ask her questions about that um, so that you guys can find out how that came about for her. Um, she's an amazing uh, artist. She's got a background in classical voice. Um, like I said, she's a teacher of uh, voice. Um, she's a tremendous vocalist in her own right. Uh, she's got a couple of albums out. And uh, she also did a um, duet with James Michael from 6AM a while back. Uh, I was just listening to that on my way home from work today. But um, I see that Melissa's on, and I'm going going to ask her to come on. So give me just one moment. I hope you guys are doing good. We have um, a Monday night edition here of the Absolutely Live interview. Um, I used to only do the show, if you remember, back in the day on Sunday nights. But now I'm um, just kind of being more fluid with it. I'm doing it anytime that the artists are available. So um, Melissa was available Monday night. I'm doing that. I've got another show a couple nights from now. I think it's three nights from now, and I'm doing it on like a Thursday night. The last show was on Thursday, so you'll see that the show is going to be flip-flopping days and stuff. So anyway, um, Melissa, I'll be there in just a second for you. I'm just going to get some water here. And All right. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm doing very well. Can you see me? Can you hear me okay? I can hear and see you perfectly. Fantastic. How are you doing, Greg? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Um, long, long day in the studio today. My ears are tired. Oh, really? <laughs> I was wearing well, headphones for like probably six hours today, I feel like. So oh, wonderful. my God. That'll drive you nuts after a while. <laughs> what city are you in? I'm in, um, well, I'm in Fort Myers. Well, close to Fort Myers in Cape Coral. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. It's nice over here. It's Southwest Florida. That's awesome. But I'm like you and I have been on Facebook, or Facebook, sorry, Instagram for a while um, mm -hmm. together. And uh, we've never actually spoken. So no. I'm excited to speak with you. Didn't I didn't know you did a show until you asked me to come chat with you. So here we I are. I know. Yeah. And you know what? A while ago, I don't know if you remember, you had sent me one of your CDs um, a long time ago. Yeah, which was I, oh yeah my old cd the last the one. first cd i ever did i did yes. print far too many of them you know so these <laughs> and so occasionally i'll go i should do that again i'll yeah. go on instagram and say hey does anybody want a cd let right. me know <laughs> and i'll send you one so that's awesome i'm so glad that's yeah cool. it's really good actually yeah they have it on itunes too so i was yeah, listening to it today you can find but, me on those spots yep. yeah yeah um, again, I'm very excited to speak with you. You have a wealth of um, a wealth of experience that I would love to dive into. Yeah. Um, most of all, I mean, I'm I'm excited because I sang for years, right? 
and I sent you a video just, you know, kind of, hey, can you kind of see what you think about this? Awesome. And you were, you were kind enough to, to write back and say that I was, that I did good. So thank you for that. I yeah. appreciate it. It means a lot. Very cool voice. Very cool voice. I always, you know, I never mind that. Um, yeah. If people just want some feedback or, you know, I mean, the thing about singing, right, is that there's no rules, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Really? there's so many different types of artists and genres and things that you can do with your voice and yes. so i love when people want to talk about singing in their voice and you know what i mean it's always yeah. fun for me to check out new singers so i'm always happy to do that <laughs> oh that's awesome well anybody that's watching if you sing melissa just said it send her a video or something if you got something on youtube or whatever follow my voice page we're on my personal yes. but i yes. do have a page on instagram where yep. i used to post some of that on my personal page and one of my friends actually Shay who's a coach that I know she was like you should make a a voice Instagram and mm -hmm. it's so fun because Good. now like it's a place to just really obsess about that and mm -hmm. I've been vocal coach you know started when I was like 18 20 and and it it was kind of random it just fell into my life but I really love it and I love talking about singing and I love helping people with their yeah. journey so it's it's great. So yeah, follow me on Melissa Harding Voice as well if you want like singing tips. <laughs> Absolutely, for sure. And I follow it too, and it's great. I mean, I love your little videos that you put on there all the time, and it's it's very useful for sure. Thank you so much, I appreciate that. So let's go back to when you were eighteen and you started in in voice. Yeah. Um, was it was it at eighteen or were you singing since you were little? Like, how did oh, it start for you? Oh, I started coaching voice. Oh, coaching. I'm sorry, coaching. Yeah. I'm like, wow, I you're amazing for like. <laughs> You're only probably like, whatever, but like, wow. I started studying um, quite young. I mean, I started studying voice when I was uh, nine, I believe, was when I went to lessons. And I always say this, but at the time, it was truly like, go do that somewhere where someone's going to teach you to control the volume. Because <laughs> I was <laughs> a big singer, you know, just yeah. big voice. And my yeah. sister and I were just belting stuff out. And so... It started very young for me, but I moved to LA at 18 and immediately started vocal directing a children's theater company. And that's kind of how I fell into teaching voice. But yeah, my background was in musical theater. I mean, I thought, and that's why I always tell people, you know, don't, don't decide a hundred percent because you never know for sure which avenue right. you led to. And when I came to LA, I, I wanted to be an artist, but I didn't, you know, I didn't, what, what does that mean? <laughs> it's a right, right. <laughs> um, but I, I always loved musical theater. I really thought that that was going to be the thing that I did. But to be honest, I was auditioning a lot and I kept getting told like, you know, you'd be great for this part in 15 years, stuff like mm -hmm. that. And I was like, this is not happening for me. And then I, right. I fell much more into the, the music industry. And a lot of that is, um, you know, I have James to thank for that a lot because he really trained me. Uh, you already mentioned 6am, but James, the lead singer yeah. of 6am, he really trained me as a studio singer. You know, he mm. started hiring me when I was 18 years old and I moved to LA. To be fair, I was bugging him. I knew him since I was a kid. <laughs> he didn't like want to hang out, you know, yeah. I just wanted to like be around him because I knew that he was in the business and and I said, if you need me to sing anything, tell me. And I always loved pop music and rock music. And he's the one that really, you know, brought me into the studio and taught me to be a really solid studio singer. And yeah. so that led to a lot of my career, you know, and the things that have happened since then. It was really yeah. that, that time and that training that, 
made me prepared for that world, I guess. Yeah. And so how does it differ? Because I'm not a studio singer. Um, I mean, I've, I've recorded albums and stuff, but I'm not really a studio singer. Like you were saying before, you kind of, kind of uh, are able to hone your, your voice, um, you know, for being loud and whatever. And, and you heard, you heard my voice. I'm very loud like that. Um, but I've never really learned as a singer to be a studio singer. So it is separate. I mean, you know, when you're a live performer and you're a studio singer, it's totally, it's a different animal. Well, so yeah. tell me about your experience with that. Like, if you can go into that a little bit, because I'm really interested in that. I'm sure people that are watching are interested. Yeah. You know, How did the, you do that? You know? Think about it. One of the things that's funny, um, and I do talk to my students about this because this stuff is important. Training is yeah. great. Yeah. Training is a great thing. You know, when I studied classical voice, it taught me so much about breathing. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But the reality is when it comes to pop and rock singing, it's not really like, you know, nobody told, uh, you know, Billy Joel how to be Billy Joel. He just is. Right, <laughs> you know? right. exactly. He has his own take on things, his own way of approaching things. There's not really rules, you know, yeah. and so... You know, in the classical voice world, I would say there's more rules. You know, in musical theater, there's specific techniques and certain things. But even in that world, you know, mm -hmm. when Rent came out on Broadway or Hamilton, I mean, the styles have changed, right? So yes. pop singers and rock singers, it's like you got to kind of figure out your way of approaching things. Now, the studio thing, the thing that's really important for people to understand about the difference between live and studio is in the studio – we can really experiment and play and come up with things because it's not set yet. You right. know what I mean? So, yeah. so when I say James kind of trained me, I, I sort of mean he would bring me in and just give me, taught me to take notes quickly. And, and this is from the perspective of, of a singer that's being hired by someone else yeah. to come in and sing on their song. So for 6am, I sang on a lot of different projects they did, but, mainly like on the two records we made when we were on the road, mm. you know, being able to take notes quickly and do other things, try different things. So yeah. I remember saying to me when I was young, be think a little less trained right now. Mm. You know? And it was an interesting note because I was kind of like, yes. oh, I can do things that I didn't really think about doing with my right. voice, but encourage yeah. To play characters like so like on a lot of 6am stuff there's a lot of theatrical vocals right yeah you know? for sure so he would say things like you know i remember this one song we did on i think it was on blessed um prayers for the blessed Ooh, i'm trying to think if that's true because there's a lot of songs on those two records but yes there are it was a lot of characters it was a very queeny like song it, very yes. like vocals mm -hmm. and it was like the high part it was like think like young and bright and then it would be like now you're like an old woman and like you know <laughs> playing we would talk and play and try stuff and whisper stuff and then go back and do it a different way and mm -hmm. so being a loud singer a loud is my dog trying to escape oh my dog my dog wants his dinner i'm gonna let him out really quick while I'm is talking. that is it bentley is here's, that the, here's the golden retriever buckley yes. He's Buckley, very excited right. to go have dinner time. Goodbye. Um, so, you know, he encouraged me to play. He encouraged yeah. me to try things with my voice that maybe I would not have done before. And it's so right. interesting because now, you know, all these years later as a vocal coach, like I talk about this stuff constantly with my mm -hmm. students, encouraging them 
to try different stuff, break the rules, go outside of your comfort zone, make different noises, right? Mm -hmm. Because again, the voice and singing, it's all noises, it's sound, yeah. it's all the different sounds you've ever heard. Yes. Come out in different ways, right? Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, so and and just in terms of live performance versus studio, I think the last thing that's super important to touch on is that it's just different. When you're in the studio, you get to call cut. Yes, <laughs> you <know>? exactly. <laughs> Say, let me go do it again. Yeah. When you're live, that ain't it. So it's like the show. <laughs> it is what it is. Yep. There you it is. <laughs> how to sing songs, and you got to know how to sing them all the way through, and that's the right. thing. When even even when we went on tour with 6AM, that was huge for James. Yeah. He, he didn't have a vocal coach when he went out on Crew Fest, but when we went out on tour those last few years with 6AM, we worked the hell out of those songs before yeah. we got on the road. Well, you have to. Um, I mean, you know, the audience is expecting a certain product, and if you don't deliver that product, you know, you got problems, so. Right, and it's, mm -hmm. and it's one thing also when you're the producer and the songwriter, it's like you have to take off those hats you have to put on the singer hat and you have right. to really, like get ready to do that job, especially with such challenging songs. But yeah, I love singing in the studio. I really, yeah. do. I love it. I think it's really fun, you know, to go into the studio and play. And it's really where I learned, yeah, to be yeah. a more pro singer and, and show up and do the thing and leave. <laughs> ah, right. <laughs> now yeah. you guys lay the tracks. I'm out of here. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> That that one clip that I uh, copied and I put on uh, this page of you when you're doing that operatic, that beautiful operatic uh, gymnastics uh, thing, man, that was so that was so gorgeous. Now, was that like was that planned? Because it sounds like now it might have been planned, oh, or was it just I, an impromptu thing for you? About, I'll tell you how it. Yes, came please. Um, so goodbye, my friends, was the song, which is off of "This Is Gonna Hurt," I believe, and uh, it just has this beautiful piano outro. It has a lovely piano outro and we were in rehearsals for 6am and you know, I'm always singing. So I was wandering around rehearsal and we were talking about the outro and blah, blah, blah. And I started just for fun <laughs> and like singing. Yeah. Just going with the music. Right. Yeah. I just kind of yep. playing with it. And Nikki looked at me, mm -hmm. stared at me. He gave me like a very knowing face. And I was mm -hmm. like, he goes, do that. And, and, you know, it kind of was like, what, what could you put there? That's cool. Yeah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I guess we're bringing the Okay, clip. boss. <laughs> it was really neat, though. And it was actually, it was kind of the scariest part of the show for me. Because yeah. there's a lot of belting in that set, a lot of more heavy stuff. And so, yeah. for me, <laughs> that's a real shift of hats. It's like, oh, gosh, I'm, like, singing this rock thing. And now I have to put on my classical voice and, and think about that technique in that outfit, in those boots. Like it was yeah. just kind of a funny thing, but it was really fun to do. Yeah. No, so it was kind all. of a random thing that just came out in rehearsal. And then they were like, we like it. We like it. That's so great. <laughs> okay. But see, that's the creative part. Like, you, you know, you were just hearing it in your head and it was coming out in your voice. And then they're like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so it. It's a theatrical band. And I did sing a lot of, like if you listen to Rise, which is off of Prayers for the Damned, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of belty stuff, but during the chorus and the solos and stuff, there's a lot of operatic vocals that we did in the background. So there's a lot of that on the records, but I don't know if people notice that or pick up on it. And so it was fun to put it in like a cool featured moment where it yeah. 
And it, and it always was really fun to do on stage. And I would always have to take a minute and slow my breathing down and get ready to launch into it. But absolutely, it was, it was awesome. And yeah, it just was, it was a cool thing that just happened at rehearsal. <laughs> That's really cool. Now, did you take part at all in the Heroin Diaries at all or no? Or you were after? Round, yeah, actually that was, you know, my first time. That was actually when I was James's assistant. So when I was wow. about 20, um, you know, I asked him, like, do you need an assistant? And he was like, sure. He was working a lot of records. And so I started just helping him here and there with like mm -hmm. just general business stuff. Yeah. Um, actually, two of my old students at the time in the theater company I taught, I recruited two kids to come in for the heroin diaries and do all the fa la 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 fa la la. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Those were two students of mine and me and, awesome. uh, friend of mine was in the studio that day too one of those kids is now like a juilliard graduated actor like it's Phenomenal. crazy so it's, it's awesome but um yeah I, I was around during that entire making of that record um right yeah it was very cool too it was my first time meeting the two of them uh nikki and dj and just seeing them work and so i was just sort of on the periphery yeah of that but yeah i was around i love that part uh it's so um mysterious you know that that vocal you know it, it's just it's very it it's kind of like and i think that knowing what i know about the album and and you know the history of of what was happening with nikki at the time um it's funny because it, it's perfect you know what i mean it's perfectly placed because it's really kind of creepy it's kind of unnerving a little bit but but at the same time it's really beautiful right so it's kind of it's got a lot of different points to it did you get the same feeling so theatrical, you know, Very it, just, theatrical. it always had that was something. And to be honest, like, it's one of the things that makes me the most proud about being with that band on those yeah. tours, that it was a band that I really felt natural stepping into, even yeah. though I figure out a lot of things about myself mm -hmm. do it and do it well and feel good at the job. Mm -hmm. uh, I loved backup singing. And I loved I mean, especially with a vocalist like James, but like, yeah. I just it was so fun because the music was so up my alley in the sense that I come from a theatrical background. I was just going to say that. Yep. Matters to me, you know, yeah. telling stories and having a real drive for, I know of course all musicians have that in their own world that they're in, but yeah. in particular, it hits a little different. You know, it was, it really was right. fun. Music was so interesting, and there were so well, many. Well, it's a story too. I mean, it's a, you know, like you're saying. I mean, it's going through the, the peaks and valleys of the story. It's it's very yeah. interesting. You oh, know, yeah. there was a time where I I, I mean, I lived and died by that record. Like I really did, because it was so interesting and so um, just, just it just felt so real. I mean, it, obviously it was very real, um, but yeah, it, it's just something that really hit hit with me. I mean, luckily in my life, thank God, I had never had uh, a situation you know, happened to me like that. But it was it was unbelievable to kind of live that moment, uh, yeah. you know, through the music. Yeah, so, it was pretty interesting. Absolutely. I agree. I I've, I will always be a fan of that record. I mean, you know, there's, sure. in all of the records, but yeah, you know, in particular, there was that that was what started it. You yep. know, so it's it's cool. And, I, and I'm grateful that I was around during that time. It's it's it was a very different time in my life, you know, and and yeah. James has been my my dearest friend for years and years, and I've known him since I was 11 years old. But that was, you know, that was very cool to be like, I'm an assistant and right. this music being made, <laughs> you know, yeah. it was right. just a cool thing. And I had, I would never, I mean, never 
in a million years, if you had asked me then, if I would predict that I would have gone on stage with that band, like I well, never- How could you know that? Yeah, I mean, it's no way. I Nobody would, would imagine that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, it, tell me 10 years before that I would have bright red hair and I would be, you know, like I just never could have predicted it. So that's what's also so awesome about music and just being an artist is that if you're open, yeah. you know, you never know. That's you true, never you never know. know. And your classical background and your theater background I mean, it, you know, thinking about it, it really lended itself perfectly to your role in those tours. You know, yeah. it, it's just made it just made sense. Right. Yeah. I'm sure to you. You're like, well, this is perfect. This is what I want. Well, yeah, they were <laughs> kind of, for this. It was funny because when it, when that conversation came up, actually bringing backup singers, um, I was really just starting to talk to James about coaching him. So mm. I was, start, you know, he was starting to like, I need to get ready for this and overcome. Oh, yeah. I remember him saying something about we're thinking about having singers. And I remember my ears just perked and I was That's like, yeah. you know, like I want to do this job. I want to be one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I didn't know what they had in mind. So it yeah. was very, like, you never know. You don't know. You don't really know until you know. Right. And yeah. so kind of one of those weird things that just fell into again. And it was, it, it, but I will say it's because of relationships, right? Yes, it's absolutely. Of, I'm I'm very close to that friend and I respect yes. he respects me and so we love working together and so yeah. hey Mike Sarge we love working together so you know it's a great thing when that leads to something so special and you know it gave me a very exciting few years on the road and awesome. you know glad I got to do it I'm just That really is so awesome really yeah. awesome and you and James like you had, you had alluded to it before you have known James for since you're 11, you said, right? Yeah, he I mean, was. how does that feel for you as his coach to see the success that he had with 6AM? And I don't really know his other projects. I wish that I did because I love him as a singer. I mean, he's phenomenal. He's a really good singer. When I met him, he was, so I mentioned I, I vocal directed a children's theater company for many yes. years. Um, yeah. I grew up in that children's theater company in Northern mm -hmm. When I moved to LA, they started a Southern California branch. That's who I started teaching with. But when I was in Northern California as a kid, James worked with that theater company when oh. before he was involved with 6AM and was right. back in LA. And, and I was about 11 years old when I met him. He was my teacher, you know, he was my wow. teacher. And then I became an adult and was out here. And then I later, years later, became his vocal coach. And that's just kind of a right. weird, like full circle moment, right? Amazing. Yeah. But he had an album when I was a kid that we were all obsessed with. It really? was called Hail, and it's a beautifully written album. I keep encouraging him to re-record it because those songs are just, they hit so good. And I'm like, you got to bring them back, you know? I'm sure so they do. Call and, and request him on the radio and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it was very exciting to see yeah. it blow up, you know, 6 a.m. to blow up to what it became. And yes. It was awesome. I mean, it was some of the most exciting years of my life. But yeah, we've known each other since I was very, very young. And I'm very grateful for that friendship because it's, you know, it's one of the most important ones in my life, you know, really. Uh, well, I love when you I love when you talk like that, because, you know, I, I heard uh, I know James had his podcast for a while and I would listen to you guys banter back and forth. And it was really interesting because you you know, you got the feeling of, you know, these are just two pals hanging out and just talking. <laughs> Which We're thinking of starting another one, so maybe I hope so. It was great. We might start uh, another one, which would be fun. I hope that you do because, um, yeah. 
yeah, it was like being a fly on the wall with just two friends, you know, chit-chatting about stuff. And, you know, he's a really um, introspective guy, you know, and, and very interesting. And, and you as well. And, and you guys just go back and forth. And it was it was very good. So I hope you do. I really yeah. hope you start that I up think again. We will. Well, at some point, you know, he is, uh, he's definitely interested in it. I am too. We're both busy with stuff, but we're, yeah. you know, we're going to figure out a thing we're going to do at some point. I really hope so. That's awesome. So can you tell me about when you, when you first um, recorded your first album that we were talking about earlier, um, where were you at musically with that? Because it, it's very, uh, it's, it's like more of a slower record, you know, it's kind of, um, I, is it pop? Do you think? Like, what? What do you? What you was know, that is an interesting question. Um, I my my old buddy Doug Showalter uh, produced that record and mm -hmm. wrote a lot of those songs. And and when I met Doug, um, who's just a killer musician of all kinds, he's out in Nashville now. You know, I was very like in a place of just writing a bunch of different stuff. I've never really known like what my personal songwriting genre is. It's like. I should ask my friend Shay about this because she's so good at coming up with names of like what your <laughs> is. You know, I'm like a singer songwriter and some of it, you know, the first song off of that EP, that EP was called Set Me Apart and the title yes, track was, yeah. is very chill. It's yes, a it is. Acoustic yep. track. Set Me Apart itself is an acoustic track. Yep. Um, really, really simple, really, really pretty and just not a lot going on. But the, the first song on it, Till You're Gone, is a little more rock and roll. You know, it's like yep. there's stuff happening on that EP. Um, I don't, I think I would call it like singer songwriter pop, you know, yeah. something like that. Yeah. But we had so much fun making it. I mean, it was just really, it was a really exciting time in my life actually in LA as a musician, because I don't know if this is just like a pre pandemic thing or something, but it was a time where we were like always out at clubs playing shows, you know, yeah. it was just like so normal to be like, dragging all my friends and stuff out to the sunset strip and so it was a, a bit of a younger time in my yeah. life. <laughs> but it was really fun and and i really i really still love a lot of those songs a lot they're you know they mean a lot to me and then we made a second ep together called best of me and yes. those five songs were really fun too you know mm -hmm. we just had a good time making them so and yeah. i just do fun i you know i i'm not I always say, like, I'm not trying to, you know, be the next Kelly Clarkson or anything. I just like recording songs. I just yeah. like songs and yeah. I like singing and I like writing. And so it's fun to just put the music out, you know, no matter who listens to it. Even if it's 10 people, I'm like, yay, 10 yeah, people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that one song, um, Stay With Me, is on that one. Yeah, that, yeah. That's a great track. Really great track. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful blending of the voices. Really, really nice. Yeah really excited James was willing to sing on it with me because it was a very unique song to me. Um, I had come in with a lot of that song written and Doug, my producer, had written just some really almost like classical sounding guitar parts. And I was mm. like, Ooh, interesting. You know, we just had a lot of fun writing it. I was really happy that that James was willing to sing it with me because I always wanted to do a duet. And we might do that again at some point in the future, but it was really fun to have him come sing it, especially on my, my project. Of you know? course. Yeah, but, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It was really good. It came out really great. Um, you know, in my yeah. opinion, I, I think it's awesome. Like I said, I was listening to your music before and um, yeah, it, that's an enjoyable <laughs> song to listen to. It's What's a that? sad song. It's kind of a haunting song. It is. A little yeah, sad, you know? it is. It, I wrote that about my one of my past relationships that was just 
you know, it was sort of a song to me that, that was, if I could describe it, it's like, the song's called Stay With Me, but it's really about like hanging on just by a thread. It's yeah. like, it's not working really. And there's one thread left that's holding and you're just clinging mm -hmm. for dear life to it, hoping that it's going to work out. And, and it didn't work out. So. <laughs> well, sometimes that's the best, sometimes that's the best motivation, right? To make a song. Right. You know? It didn't work out. And that was, and it was a very genuine song about wishing it would, but yeah. it didn't, you know? Yeah. And so that's really, it was sort of the song leading to the end. And, you know, and I, I really, yeah, I love that song. I really do. It's a, that's a, it's really well, um, well written and it, and it's really well sung. Thank you. I, I Thank have you. to say, you're welcome. I've kind of been in that uh, mode lately, like kind of listening to those types of songs. And yeah. that one kind of hit me and I was like, wow, this is so nice. Like, it's just really well done. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I, you know, You're I don't welcome. know if a lot of people have heard it. So go listen, everybody. Go listen to it. Yeah, for real. Get, get it on uh, iTunes. If you have an iPhone, yeah. just get it on iTunes or, or the other. I don't know what the other one is. Oh, uh, Google sure. Phone. What is it? <laughs> I said, or wherever you listen to your. Wherever you listen to your music. Spotify or whatever. You're on Spotify, right? Yep. I'm on all of them. Yep. Awesome. So when you um, when you go to write a write an album, um, like you're saying, you're not you're not really doing it for the fame or fortune or whatever. Um, do you go into the studio with your songs already done? Do you write the songs while you're there? Do, like, how does it how what is your process when you're making an album for yourself? It's been different, different times. I mean, there were certain songs off of both of those EPs that I would say I showed up to the writing session and they were pretty done. Mm. But, I, you know, if you look on those EPs, you know, most of them were co-written by mm -hmm. me, Doug, you know, so maybe it was like I had verses and choruses written, but I couldn't figure out a bridge. <laughs> I've always right. found be the trickiest thing for me. So you know, I didn't hear you. I said sometimes bridges are yeah. like the, the tricky thing for yep. me to figure out. And so there was always like a missing piece mm -hmm. that I'm sort of needing to bring to the finish line. Um, I wouldn't say that I write on the spot. And that's an interesting thing, you know, watching, seeing 6am sessions over the years is that those three guys would come in the room and, and, and just be, you know, sometimes it was the track first, then they would do vocals, then they would do melodies. And I'm kind of a melody and chord progression at the same time, lyrics mm -hmm. kind of gal. So yeah, I write things all at once although I will say I'm producing a bit now I was I've never I'd never produced anything myself before the last few years and a couple years ago I released my first self-produced track which was a Christmas song called Holiday Lights and since then because I'm producing I'm changing that a little bit like I'm starting to do that thing where if I don't have the full song done I'll still start recording it and mm -hmm. then I'll it out you know as i go and that's but but it's a little bit easier to control now because i'm creating it myself you know right. so you know I, it's it's always been kind of a a lyrics and melody i'm a top line type of person i like to right. focus on those two things first so that's how kind of how i always jump in awesome now i really haven't gotten to your influences and i'm interested to know who who who's like your most uh like the most unbelievable singers you've ever heard in your life you post a lot of incredible singers so it's really hard to pinpoint who is somebody who are you serving your favorites um well and i do the same thing on my other page my regular page i just throw stuff up that i like but um you know who are some of the ones that have kind of inspired you 
to want to be that classical singer and, and want to be that jazz singer, because I've heard you sing jazz really well, and then also the rock side of you. Like, who are some of those in each genre that you really idolize? Ooh, I'll tell you. Um, you know, I was I was raised on a lot of music, you know, with my parents that we would listen to at home and play yeah. and, and just naming some of the the artists that were played often in our house, a big one being Fleetwood Mac. I'm a huge, mm. huge Stevie Nicks fan. Christine McVie just passed away. Yes. These are that was music. I know rumors like the back of my I know a million people do, but that was an album that I was obsessed with as a kid. Yeah. So it was rumors and Fleetwood Mac. It was, oh my gosh, my first concert ever was Neil Diamond. So this is like, now Ooh. I want not like, oh, the best singers necessarily. I always used right. him as an example of not the prettiest voice, but one of the most right. emotional voices. Correct. And I love his voice so much. So Neil and the Beach Boys and Whitney Houston. And I mean, a huge mix, <laughs> a huge yeah. mix. Um, I would say that in terms of influences, the artist that I want to reference like the most as being a huge influence on me just as a singer in terms of my understanding of telling stories and phrasing, I will always bow down to Tony Bennett. He is my absolute favorite singer on that has ever graced this planet. Awesome. I just think he's incredible. And, you know, I've seen him many, many times in concert, I'm always like the oh. youngest there and you know i just love him and he that being more from the jazz side of things but that yeah. jazz standard thing of just some of the best songs and some of the best storytelling i think i've ever heard um and i yeah i think he really taught me a lot just about the nuances of voice and yes. how to sing big but also how to sing small and how to really not over sing like mm -hmm. Tell the story, but don't work too hard. Yeah. It, it has to be about the story. And his voice is beautiful, but it also aged beautifully. Yeah. So it's all those different things. Um, in terms of the rock world, one of my all-time favorite singers of all um, is Jeff Buckley, who I named my oh, doctor. Love, love. So, yeah, he was, he was an artist. Me also just very unique, very special singer, very impressive singer, but like... Yeah. It was unique and quirky and interesting. Yeah. But I was a big, like, hard rocky, sort of like kind of grunge girl, too. Like, I, my favorite band in high school was the Foo Fighters, still one of my favorite bands. Nice. Stone Temple Pilots, uh, Soundgarden. Like, this mm. was the stuff I was listening to in high school. I got, I yeah. got more into a heavy, like, rock phase. And, and of course, the Beatles. Like, I was, I was a, I'm, I am a massive Beatles fan. I've always been a big Beatles fan. So, it's a mix. <laughs> it's <quite> yeah. a <laughs> That's the way it is, though. You know, sometimes it's just it's like, you know, um, you know, what do they say? Uh, blues at the roots. Everything is the fruits. But it's like uh, you go you go to one tree branch and then it leads you to another one, another one. And it's just like you're a music fan. You know, you can't help it. Oh, you know, yeah. It's funny that you said Jeff Buckley, too. You know, they have he has this. Uh, well, obviously, it was after he passed that they put out this uh, album called Live at Shanae. Did you ever see that? <laughs> yeah. Did you hear Bert? Oh, oh, yeah, that is absolutely oh, yeah. incredible oh yeah he's he you know there incredible. was a book they released after he died you know there was another record that i love and i kind of was like would he have wanted this released who knows but it was it was going to be called my sweetheart the drunk they released yes. sketches for my sweetheart. yes i love that record as well yeah. he just yeah. had a very 
special voice. I think he's a great example of like a rock guy who did not stop himself from exploring different stuff. I mean, there's right. on Grace, there's a song called Corpus Christi that's like a full on classical piece. Yeah. Like, no, da, da. like he's singing like he's in yes. a church and it's like, yep. a, it's like a hymn and it's very interesting to me that yes. he's on that record. I just, well, he could pull it off. That's the thing. It's like he had such a beautiful, uh, uh, beautiful, uh, creative voice. And it just, you know, it was so fluid, you know, it was so easy for him, it seemed, you know. It was so interesting. It just mm -hmm. an interesting singer. He could make it ugly. He could make mm -hmm. it pretty. He could just do so many different. He's, he was a huge, I have his lyrics tattooed on my back. He was a huge influence on me for sure. And I, there was parts of him too. He did a cover, um, of an old jazz song called Lilac Wine. I mean, he could sing jazz. Like he yeah. could, he could yeah. sing a lot of different things. And I, I've always been drawn to that. I've always mm. been drawn to singers that are chameleons that can like do a lot of different stuff. Cause I feel yeah. that way about myself. That's one of the For things sure. I do is I like to sing different styles. Yeah. Explore that. And it's made me, you know, in its own way, it's made me a better singer, just being able to have the opportunity to do a bunch of different stuff. Mm -hmm. and, I love that about singers like Jeff Buckley. He just was so interesting to hear. And Very interesting. His cover of Hallelujah was was beautiful too. Really Ooh. beautiful. Oh yeah. I mean, I I would I used to play my dad's stuff all the time. You know, he was a lot older, and I would play him things that I was listening to. And if I played him Nirvana or something, he was like, mm, you know, yeah. whatever. <laughs> but yeah. I remember playing that for him in the car, like playing it for him and like turning it up so he could really hear it. And yeah. I remember when he got to that final hallelujah and went up to that note and I remember yep. like the note ended I looked over at my dad and he had one little tear really wow it's so sweet you know it was like wow it's it's so touching and it's not just you know it was a very special recording that recording and a lot of people love other versions of hallelujah but if you have not heard Jeff Buckley's you need to hear Jeff you Buckley. gotta hear it you gotta yeah. hear it. I mean I, I would say anything from him is is spectacular yeah especially Shanae, the live at Shanae, I, I just, it just touches me. I mean, that, it's just amazing, you know, and it's just him and a guitar and <laughs> he was a so very huge guitarist too. Like yes, he was, he was. A good guitarist. He did interesting things with the guitar when he played. Yep. Yeah. Really great performance. I mean, it's, it's so sad that he's gone, you know, it's yeah. just died so young and it's just a sad story. It's just uh, sad. Yeah. Uh, any other artists that you really look up to? I mean, you've named some beautiful artists. I'll tell you an artist I've followed um, that has just blown up in recent years, and I've always been such a fan of hers, is Brandi Carlisle. That's an oh, artist. Nice. Really, like, I saw Brandi Carlisle open for Hanson, like, when she was wow. not known at all. And it was mm. just in the twins, and they came out with three guitars and sat on chairs and played together. And she played Hallelujah that night, I remember very wow. clearly. And it was, you know, she's an artist that I really look up to just in terms of of who she is, how she represents herself, how how she performs on stage. Alanis yeah. Morissette, I mean, that's another wow. artist I find that, I mean, a lot of young women, like, but I grew up, you know, we grew up on that yeah. um, Jagged Little Pill record. And so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, I would say a lot, I was trying to think of other female artists and those are two that I would say are also big influences in my world. And I think I try and play with a lot of the stuff that my songs aren't like Alanis Morissette necessarily, but I like that she can be light and dark. You know, yeah. she can 
edgy, but there's kind of a light side. There's a dark side. You know, mm -hmm. I like that about artists like her because she has her own voice, but she uses it different ways. And I love that. And I, to me, that's also like something 6am was really good at. Yeah. There was light and there was dark and, and man, could you go hard in either direction? And it worked. Right. That's exactly. cool. Are there other, like, if you were to choose an artist, let's say that you would love to write with or sing with or tour with, oh. who, who would that be? I'm just interested to see where oh, you go with that. I'm, that is a tough question. You know, it's like, I think of like bands that I love and, and musicians that I love and my answers might surprise you. actually. <laughs> but like some of the artists that like come to mind are just bands that I love that have like really full sounds and cool voices and unique voices. Like, could I open for Counting Crows? Like that I would like. You oh, know? that'd be cool, yeah. Thinking of artists like that, and it's a weird answer maybe, but I've always loved his voice. Mm. And, and I like the idea of like, if I were to go tour with somebody, I don't want it to be somebody I'm like necessarily. I want right. it to be somebody that I would like to watch every night. And, and also that maybe our music would like work in the same world, even if it's in a different world. Like another band that comes to mind for me and actually, weirdly, I saw them play together once. It's like Goo Goo Dolls. I grew up with the Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah. Like bands like that that just had really nice songs. You know? Yeah. What's that one song they had from that movie um, that was really popular? What Iris. Was... Oh, Iris. What a great song. That's yeah, a great song. It oh, really yeah. Is. A great record. I mean, that whole record, whatever mm -hmm. the record called, it wasn't called Iris. but No, okay. I figured what it was called those bands but i mean the other answer i already said it would be like brandy carlisle you yeah. know it, it would be her world because i just love the world that she's in yes. and i mean i didn't mention dolly parton yet but i should you know yeah. like you know it's all these these artists that are just just doing their thing you know yeah. and i really do respect the hell out of brandy carlisle and singers like uh, dolly parton. now on your on your first uh album there is sort of a country song. I don't recall the title. I think it's like the second or third song on that album. Mm -hmm. I don't recall the title, but it's Ugh. sort of country. Now, was that like something that, that you were just like, screw it, I'm gonna go country on this one? <laughs> you know, I've got some folk influence in me for sure. And maybe yeah. it's the that that draws me to, you know, the Brandy Carlisles of the world is that yeah. she's like a pop kind of rock sort right. of but there's a real folky country edge in there. And it's a little bit of a twang in there. Yes. Um, you know, my dad is from Texas. And when we were growing up, he was a lot older and we listened to a lot of folk music with him. And so one of the big groups that I was raised on um, that, that he influenced us with was Kingston Trio. You know, I used to oh, listen right. to a lot of Kingston Trio. And if you don't know Kingston Trio, like this is some old folky stuff. No, old folky stuff. Yeah. But it's really awesome. good the harmonies are so great and the music, the songs and the storytelling are just so great. And so I think there's a little influence of that in there for me. Very nice. For, I'm yeah. looking at it, right? I'm trying to find it because I, I told my phone, but I don't want to, I'm on my phone right now with this interview and I don't want to. Is it the bluesy one that's, um, I, don't, I don't know why I'm so sorry. I well, wish I knew it. I it's like the third song. It's like the third or fourth song. I'm sure you I remember you talking about Songs. I'm gonna have to look. <laughs> I know. I, know. <laughs> like, I could so dip funny. out of the interview real quick and check, but um, 
I'll look while we're chatting. I'll look while we're okay, chatting. Okay, okay. I, I just ordering. I just loved it because it's it's uh it's sort of country ish. But I don't I'm not a fan of country. Honestly, Melissa, I'm really not. Like new You're not country. A country guy. I, no, like new country, eh, it like doesn't really do much for me. However, yeah. I will say that um what's the girl who won uh, American Idol? Uh Carrie Underwood. I mean she's oh, amazing. Yeah. She's phenomenal. So that kind of country I love. But then I'll do like older country too, like Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, all that. I love it. Yeah. But when I heard it, I was just thinking, she's doing a freaking country song. I'm like, this girl's a chameleon, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I'm like, this is nuts. I think you're thinking of probably the second song, which is it's kind of a, I call it like my blues song. It's a maybe, little bit kind like of slower. Maybe, yeah, it's slower. It's a kind of bluesy country song. It's called yeah. Being Down. Yeah, and I it's think that's really funny. like, yeah, it's really just, I wrote that song. It's my blues. It was, it was okay. on a day that I was just beating myself up. Yeah. The, the you know, the main line of the song is what I'm afraid of is being down. Yes. And it's, you know, it's, it's me trying to kind of come to terms. And I basically call myself on everything in the song. <laughs> You know, I'm prideful, I'm this, I'm that. It's yeah. just all the different things I was just, you know, thinking that day. But it kind of came out like a, a kind of a bluesy, drippy sort of country song. That's exactly right. that's that. the one. Yep, that's the one. And I was shocked. I, well, not shocked, but I, I was just like, she's doing a damn country song. This is so yeah. awesome. Like, I did not yeah, expect that. He is a lot of different things on it. It like, does. He was really surprised by the last song, Cold Again. Mm -hmm. which is this, and, and when I wrote that song... My friend Justin was making a film. Shout out to my friend Justin. And he said, I need a cool song that's kind of blah, 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 blah. And I wrote that song. And, and when I showed it to my friend Doug, I'm like, this doesn't really fit on this EP. And he's like, why not? Like, let's just do it. So it really, song to song, it's all very different. So it, it's, it is very different. Yeah. Although they're, although they're slower songs, like, it, like when, I'm, when I'm thinking of an album, it's like a lot of, you know, hardcore stuff. But when I when I heard it, it's just very, it's very melodic. It's very, it's a lot slower. It's it's uh, there's nothing rushed about it at all. It's it's all very deliberate. How about that? That's good. Yeah. But, yeah, that's a good way to. <laughs> What's he say? I would say that's true. <laughs> that's true, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, when I heard it, I you know it it made me smile because, uh, you know, it it just it's done well. It's done really well. I'll Thanks. say that. I'll I'll stop blowing up your ego now. <laughs> It. I really do. <laughs> no problem. I just, I, I really enjoy uh, your talent. I really do. You've got a lot of different things that you pull from, and it, and Thank it's. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if the, you know, the theater part of my life. I kind of wonder if that will enter in, you know, more now Maybe. that I'm older. I'm kind of going in some different directions now. I'm on, not on tour anymore. I'm working on some projects behind the scenes, but I do kind of wonder, like what will the next like big thing be? You know, the yeah. next big project, we'll kind of see what it ends up. I mean, I know what I'm working on right now, but I mean, in terms of performing. Yeah. Touring. When James came back and said, listen, me and the guys are thinking about getting together again. And we're thinking about going out on tour. What do you, what do you say, Melissa? Well, you know, I will say, <laughs> I will say this, you know, when it comes to, especially like working with James as his voice coach, I will always be there for him for that. Yes. Um, you know, the thing about it is 6 a.m. could go back out on the road if they wanted and choose not singers. So Correct. it really depends on the kind of tour they want to do. And yeah. I really don't know if that'll happen again. But, of course, if they invited me to come do that, we would have a conversation about that. Oh. <laughs> we would talk about that. 
Okay, okay. That sounds good. Um, did you, I, I was thinking, you went on vacation recently and you went off of social for a bit. Yep. I wanted to ask you, how was your vacation? <laughs> oh my God, it was so nice. We, um, my boyfriend and I have gotten very into camping. I don't know if you're a camper. Um, but really? he, That's okay. Yeah, he was, he was kind of talking about bit before he had gone on his own before I've never really camped very much in my life I was like a we were like a cabin family like yeah. cabin woods in the snow but I'd never really camped in a tent very much um and he asked do you want to go for Thanksgiving just us and the dogs and go be in the woods and I was like yes and we're doing it again for Christmas so we nice. had such time that we were literally right above San Francisco in the redwoods and it wow. was so lovely we had the best time so very Thanksgiving, like very chill this year, you know, who's my dad a couple of years ago. And so the last few years of like the holidays have been kind of, you know, we're doing family stuff, but there's a loss there. And, you know, it's been so it was nice this year to just kind of say, we're just going to kind of go do our own thing. And we yeah. really remind ourselves. And to be honest, that kind of like solitude, I think we all need it, especially in the world we're in right now, like yeah. more than realize we sure. need that. And so when I get a chance to do that with him, we always have a really nice time. And we love being in the woods and our dogs love being in the woods. How was That's your so great. That's so awesome. Do you bring your guitar at all? or, you, or no, Not to no. those trips. No, I did a little writing and stuff, but no, no, like guitar. I should bring my guitar at some point. We just don't have room for it in the car, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> Ukulele. Did you have a nice holiday as well? Oh, you're so sweet. Yes, I did. It was very, very nice. Yeah, it was just uh, very small. It was, it was really nice. Um, you were saying that your pa your dad had passed away. My mother passed away a couple, about a year and a half ago. So Aww. same kind of thing. It's like you know, it's kind of you know, we we put her. I, I don't want to sound morbid, but we put her little ashes thing there, you know, and oh, so she could be there with us. Yeah. I dad's watch with me everywhere, and if if I can bring this up right now because it's actually a great segue. That's of course project that I'm actually working on behind the scenes is all about him. So Aww, that's sweet. He passed, he passed in um, 2020. And the interesting thing is that, you know, we, I was just working on part of this today. I'm, I'm making a documentary podcast about his life and his loss, and I'm getting close to the end. It'll come out sometime in 2023, I'm hoping. Mm. Um, but yeah, just, you know, because you just went through the same thing, you know, when you lose a parent, it's a very, it's a, it's an interest. I mean, I know other people have different types of relationships, but if you've got a good relationship with your parents, when you I lose a parent, it is a very difficult thing. And it's we, jarring, you know, very, very jarring. Yeah. And you know, I, it's, it's interesting because as I work on this project, it's, it's sort of my eulogy to my dad. It's, it's, it's a 11 part at this point episode documentary, but it's, it's me talking about, him getting sick and then at the end talking about losing him but in between all those episodes are really just honoring his life That's and a really awesome idea yeah the way that we grew up and also the things i've learned about him after he passed Ooh, yeah that discovered that i did not know huh. the thing that i'm you know and, and sort of realizing like you know our parents are our parents but they're human beings right. and they they had a life before me and so this has been really interesting to go back to his life and kind of go, I wouldn't be here had you not gone through, duh, 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 you know, and just going yes. through the whole scope of his life. But the exciting part is this project is actually going to be paired with an album. So wow. I'm 
10 songs and all the episodes of the documentary for the podcast. So it's kind of a two part project and it's that called awesome. So the album will be called come back home. The podcast will be called come back home. And it's about me coming back home to deal with my dad's loss, you know, That's so it's awesome. Great. I've been working on it all day today. So wow. it's kind of big, my big thing right now. I love that. That's great. Yeah. I wish you all the success with it. That's amazing. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited about it. You know, it's it's a personal thing, but I think very personal. Stories are interesting. Life stories are interesting. I've had many moments of thinking to myself, "Is anybody going to care that yeah. this?" But I think he's interesting. You know, yeah. I think people are interesting. I like yeah. stories about where you know people struggled and where they learned. And he was he was. I I, I say this in the podcast, but he was. He was an ordinary guy who lived his own extraordinary life. You know, it's like, that's what I want to honor. It's like, what, what was he doing here? What was his life like? What, where did he struggle? You know, so that I can understand him. And in some ways, when you lose them, it's like, how do I stay close to them? Yes. They're gone. How yeah. do I stay close? And so doing this project has been my way of kind of keeping him closer for longer, even though he's been gone for yeah. a couple do you find yourself, I'm sorry, do you find yourself becoming more emotional because of this? Because you're, because of your kind of diving into it? Like, honestly, between you and me and everyone else who's watching, I've kind of like not done that because yeah. I just feel like maybe I'm not ready to, and it's been a year and a half or so. Yeah. I'm not yeah. really ready to, to deal with those feelings, I don't think, you know, so that's got to be rough. In some ways, I think that, you know, it's, it's been an examination of grief for me. Right. Uh, he passed in 2020, July of 2020. So it's been over two years, not, not too different from when you lost your mom, actually pretty Correct. similar to both of us. Yeah. Um, yep. It's been my way of processing that. I mean, I feel like it's easier now to talk about it. Like when right. I started working on this project I couldn't bring it up without like tearing up and now I'm a little more able to do that yeah. but I still tear up and I still start crying I just had an episode or a meeting about this the other day and I was telling and actually one of the guys that was on tour with us was 6am one of the guitar techs he's doing podcast work now and so I was talking to him about it and telling him about it, and then it'll just creep up on me yeah you know emotions but that's part of why I'm doing it because yeah. I want to process those things. I don't know a better way than in performance and in storytelling. Yeah. So this is my first time doing something that's like making a movie. It's like I'm making this whole, and I'm, I'm using my voice in a new way, which is really mm. not all singing. A lot yeah. of it is narrating mm. and, and telling the story and writing. And it's been really exciting to do that but it's been my way of processing his passing and his loss there's certainly been hard moments of course i mean yes. we, my dad's military service this past march and that was one of the hardest things to let really go except you know he he got a purple heart for his time in korea wow. and he'll actually receive that flag from the marines and i mean there's been moments where it's like that's oh, it. this is hard this is heavy yeah. but kind of lean in and i do to be honest greg that's why i'm making this podcast so that when someone like you listens to it and maybe yeah. 
maybe you haven't done that yet, that deep dive. I definitely have not, (laughs) I'll be honest with you. And maybe it will inspire you to do that and open it up a little bit. Like, I think that's why I'm doing it because I'm hoping that when people listen to it, they kind of get inspired to like think about their person that maybe they've gone over those stories in a while. I kind of like, without knowing what it was going to be, when my dad was ill in 2020, like the early part of 2020, 2019 into 2020, I just started recording him talking. And I didn't really know why I was doing it. Mm. He would start telling me a story and, and unbeknownst to him, I would pull out my phone and press record and just set it next to him. Wow. Didn't know why, but but that's now what it's turned into is mm. sort of, he had some unfinished business. He had some things that he he still wanted to do that when he died at 88, he hadn't really done. And so I'm trying to take those things over the finish line for him. So it's all part of the podcast. Awesome. (laughs) That's so awesome. I'm so excited to hear it. I really, I'm definitely listening to it for sure. You definitely have one person (laughs) for sure. (laughs) He'll, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting. And I, you know, I, I, I'm sorry for your loss as well. I know what it's like. It's not an easy thing no. to deal with. And, you know, it's any loss. No loss is easy to deal with. But, yeah, there's something a little lonely about losing a parent. It's just, it's a different and kind. And hers was sudden, too. It was just out of nowhere. And it was. Oh, like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it was really weird. Thank you. Yeah, it was just very weird. Um, I had been living in Cape Coral, but also at the time I was in this list job that I had <clears throat> where I would have off you know, three days in a row. So I'd go back to Coral Springs because my family was not here yet. So yeah. I'd go there and then be there for a little bit and then come back here and work and go back there. So it was back and forth. Yeah. Uh, yep. One of the one of the weekends or one of the three days off that I had is when it happened. I was sitting there and you know I you know I'll never forget it. But I yeah. got the call where that happened and I was just stunned, you know, yeah. out of nowhere. Sorry, like that is the one one saving grace in our world was that, you know, we kind of knew it was coming. To be yeah. honest, yeah. I was on this on the podcast, I still was not mentally prepared. Of course. Was not mentally prepared. And it's it's a weird thing to be mentally prepared, even if you know it's coming. So, right. but to not know at all and to have yeah. it talk, I, I'm sure that is just its own challenge that I can't. Yeah. I'm so I'm so sorry to hear Thank that. Thank you. I appreciate that. It was it was not, you know, not an easy thing to go through. Yeah. But we try every day, you know, to to make it a little bit easier. Right. And you know, it's like this is this is the thing. It's like any way you can honor them, that's kind of what where I am at right now and and I've needed to stay there, you know. Yeah. It's I've needed to take the time to process this stuff. I feel like everything I've done and, and this will segue us into this, actually. But when I wrote that Christmas song a couple of years ago and released it, Holiday Lights, it was my first holiday without him. Mm. And everything in that song is sort of, you know, the whole bridge says, you know, not all of us will be here, though. You know, and it's like yeah. that, that acknowledgement of like things are changing now. Right. And and I think that he's just he's sort of in everything I'm doing right now. Like every creative thing I touch has some sort of like, nod to my dad like it's this just kind of where i'm at (laughs) that's so awesome though and i actually this will lead us into this but i have a christmas song coming out this week oh good talk about it let's talk about it (laughs) my next holiday song and it's it's a song it's very cute and i'm actually really excited for it to come out because it was just again it's not about me trying to get a chart topper it was just fun to make (laughs) (laughs) but my dad my dad and mom used to like really kind of go all out to make us think that Santa had been there as kids. And so 
they would do this thing where like, you know, we would make the cookies, the milk would be there. My dad would eat the cookies, drink the milk in the middle of the night and write us a note that was so clearly in his handwriting, which is like, <laughs> hilarious. but he would also like take his shoes and he would put, put them in the soot of the fireplace and walk them around the house to awesome. make it like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I wrote this cute Christmas song called He Was Here. And it's all about me as a kid, like coming downstairs to check and being convinced, oh shit, like he was here. <laughs> <Santa was here. laughs> yeah. So that's what the song is about. It's coming out on Friday. I just, I enjoy holiday songs so much. I don't know if you're that way, but I, love I grew up just like loving this time of year because of the music. I yeah. love Christmas songs. I love any holiday songs. Yeah. So it's just nice to like put, put them out and just kind of like do something that's really just like a warm, fuzzy feel good. But it's kind of a cool song. It's yeah. unique for a holiday song. So I'm excited for people to hear it. It'll be fun. Awesome. I love it. I can't wait to hear it. When are you putting it out? It's coming out on Friday. So nice. all goes well. And my distributor has got it on iTunes and Spotify. It should be there yeah. uh, at midnight on Friday. So I'll all definitely right. be posting about it. And I do have a lyric video coming out for it. I didn't make like an official music video, but I'm, I'm doing a little lyric video just so people can kind of follow the story. Cool. Nice. And, yeah. I'm really excited about it. It'll be what fun. other stuff do you have going on? I mean, it's time to promote Melissa now. So go ahead and promote yeah. Melissa. <laughs> no, I mean, really, the main things is, is I would tell everybody, like, follow along on my personal page here, because I'm going to be putting these updates out about this project that I'm working on. The next big project I've got coming out is going to be this podcast and album. So besides this Christmas song coming out on Friday, it's all gearing up towards next year, uh, releasing this thing. And, you know, come back home, the podcast, I want it to continue on. I don't want it's yeah. not just this one season once once we're done with this season about my dad then i'm gonna start moving into interviewing other people about their losses and nice. interviewing other people who are at the end of life and kind of making it just a continuation of this podcast about grief and it's a it's a subject that really matters to me right now because i'm in it yeah. you know but it's, it's kind of it's been very important to me and i just think there's a lot of really great stories there so people like you that have lost yeah. They, I was going to say, if you want one time, maybe I'll come on if yeah, I'm ready. If I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, having people submit their stories to me and saying, this is a person I lost that I would love to tell their story. And then I interview them and I turn that story into a one hour episode. So I'm planning to kind of make this be kind of the next big thing that I'm working on. But in my performing world, you know, I've actually just been kind of thinking about that. What do I want to do next? I recently just recorded a live show that I'm planning to contract out into like the cruise industry, going back nice. to my Broadway and jazz roots. Good. <laughs> I don't know that industry well, but I've done a lot of concert singing Good. in that world. And to be honest, it is a blast. I mean, it is so fun to go on stage and sing, you know, just a mix of styles for an hour and audiences really love it. So I'm, I'm just gearing up for a lot of like new performance sort of things but good. i got a family here in la i also like to stay put and good here in town so you know i'm I'm always gigging and doing stuff around town here as well so do you, do you play gigs a lot you know it depends it's been a it's been a since the pandemic it's been a different mm -hmm. time so yeah. it's just been a different i think a lot of people that were doing certain types of jobs before the pandemic a lot of it shifted yeah. um it 
I created my own solo show this year to take out into that industry because before the pandemic, I was working for other shows and, you know, it's, it's, it's just kind of like, you got to figure out what you want to do next. A lot of the kind of gigs I've done like touring, I love touring, but touring is like takes over your whole life. So you got to be bus and you're never at home. I'm kind of in a phase now, like we're talking about kind of a different time in my life. And I'm, happy being home. I still want to get out and perform, but changing up the kind of stuff that I'm doing, I would say. <laughs> I totally understand completely. I like, I like not being like a person that's gigging all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Just, that's where I am, you know, yeah, in, that, has, in that phase of life. <laughs> yeah. It hasn't been a big gigging time in my life the last yeah. few years. It hasn't been. And that's because I was going through that loss in the pandemic and yes. it's been okay. It's taken me a little time to, be gearing up to get back into that world and get back yeah. into figuring out what I want to do. But to be honest, I was really missing, I was really missing singing musical theater and I was really missing doing other stuff. So in 2019, I did a couple cabarets here in Los Angeles, like at small theaters. And I really love doing that. And that's what really inspired me to create my own show so that I can go out somewhere whether it's palm springs or on a ship somewhere or wherever Mm -hmm. it might be and tell stories for an hour but get to do it with songs that i've chosen yeah so it's really fun because that show that i'm doing it's like you know i'm singing barbara streisand numbers from funny girl but i'm also singing shania twain and i'm also singing this and that it's like a big mix of stuff you know judy garland medley it's like a whole big voices i love that (laughs) i love that you know, Judy Garland, man, I didn't mention Judy Garland, voice. huge influence on me growing up. And so oh, yeah. being able to go out and sing a medley of her songs that I created, that's my own medley that, you know, that's really a joy for me. And there's a different, you know, it's one thing to be at a rock show and have a bunch of rock fans in front of you and that energy. Yep. And it's another thing to go in front of an audience and sing stuff like this music that they don't get to hear all the time. Yeah. But so much and it means me too and so yeah I'm really hoping that 2023 will be a time where you'll see me posting like hey come catch me out here I'm doing my thing so I'm kind of in the process of getting it out there and setting it up and we'll see we'll see what comes I remember seeing some videos of you I don't know if it was on your I don't think it was on your voice page it was on this page where you are where you posted videos of you saying that type of stuff like cabaret type stuff yeah. And it was really cool because you were, you could tell you were having so much fun. Yeah. You, know, you were just really enjoying yourself, you know? I love, I love theater and I love, I, that's, again, that's the world that I came from. When I was yeah. 11 years old and I joined this children's theater company, I was doing two Broadway style shows a year. And, and it was, it was my favorite thing in the world. And I still feel that way. So a lot of my friends are in the, in the theater industry and on Broadway and on the West End and, and I love it. <laughs> so oh, that's great. I still think that it will be part of my life at some point. I've always told myself that even if I were to go for the Broadway, I'm 36. It's like, even if I were to do that when I'm 45, it's still going to be in the cards for me yeah. at some point. It's just figuring out kind of when and how. And, and it really is like, what roles do you want to play? What things do you want to go do? What do you want to do with your time and your energy? Yeah. And so I do want to go back to theater at some point. I know that I will... I will do that. But I think this stuff, stuff just kind of happens organically. It's like, yeah. I just, that's how I've always done it. I just yep. kind of let myself follow what feels like. <laughs> yep. It's working for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you know. That's exciting. That's exciting. I can't wait to see what the future holds for you. Really, I can't. Because you have such talent. And I just, I don't want you to ever not sing or, or perform or whatever. Because it's always a pleasure to watch your videos and to listen to your songs. And, the, and even to watch your coaching videos, you know, when you're, when you're talking about uh, voice. It's very interesting for me, being a singer, it's very interesting to hear what you have to say. The yeah. lesson at some point, Greg, come do sure. a free consult. Let's talk oh, about yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but truly for watching, you know, if you have any interest in, in studying voice, and again, studying voice, just to be clear, does not mean classical voice. It means right. figuring out what you can do for yourself to be a stronger singer, to be more in control. You said you have a big voice. I do, too. It's like, how do you control that big voice? How do yep. you not blow that out? How do yep. you learn to hone your energy and tell stories but not feel like you got to push and so right. different singers have different habits different things they're trying to work through and i you know at my specialty now is really in the health side of it but also the style side of it like how do you free up your own style so yeah yep. anybody who is interested in kind of figuring out what their voice can do come chat with me i'd love to meet you and <laughs> and uh -huh. follow me at melissa harding voice and and tell me if you have any questions i'm always happy to answer you know that's awesome melissa yeah. i really i appreciate it so much you hanging out with me thank you very Absolutely. very much thank you for reaching out and asking me to chat it's been really nice to chat with you uh -huh. and we'll again at some point absolutely i would love to do that thank you very very much and okay. if you uh are going to do the other thing i would love to maybe be a part of that maybe <laughs> once i'm ready say that again to do the um you know talking about our grief and things like that we yeah. i may be able to do that i'm not sure yet, no honestly we'll please just stay in touch with me about it because it's something that as i get through releasing this part of the story I've, I've already got it in my head that there's going to be more coming, yeah. you know, really think that if I could unlock that, you know, where all of a sudden people are wanting to talk about there's, I think there's something huge there, you know, yeah. and I, that, you know, just like we, people are just like me, I'm obsessed with Dateline. It's like, people are obsessed with these stories just about yes. a, something that happened, yep. but life is interesting. Yes. Is interesting, you know? that the somebody comes and then we go. It's like, it is so interesting to me. So we will definitely talk about that. Okay, definitely. sounds good. All, All right, right. <laughs> thank you for having me. Thanks a lot for being on, I appreciate it. We'll talk very soon. All right, sounds good. Thanks a lot, Melissa. Bye. Have a good day. <laughs> well, what a pleasure to talk to Melissa Harding. That was, that was really nice. Um, Thanks a lot for hanging out, everyone that did. Uh, next week, I have Dennis Grunling on here, um, master harmonica player, blues harmonica uh, guy. And um, I've got some more shows coming up. So just make sure you tune in. Um, I really appreciate everyone that's hanging out, hanging out with us tonight. And uh, my name is Greg M. Thank you so much. And I'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. Have a good night.